Now, at last, we come to episode 18, commonly called Penelope, and we're on the home straight. We've decided to cheat a little here. We couldn't get into bed with Molly, so we decided to just sit in two comfortable chairs facing each other and just talk about it. Yeah. Because he never did a thing like that before as asked to get his breakfast in bed with a couple of eggs since the City Arms Hotel, when he used to be pretending to be laid up with a sick voice, doing his highness to make himself interesting to that old faggot Mrs Reardon that he thought he had a great leg off and she never left us a farthing, all for masses for herself and her son. I have an easy job in one way in this time, insofar as there was no action. Molly is lying in bed and just thinking of her life in Gibraltar, her life at Bloom, what happened with Boylan, all the ordinary things going through her mind. And we get to know Molly quite a lot. Still, he knows a lot of mixed-up things, especially about the body and the insides. I often wanted to study up that myself, what we have inside us in that family physician. I could always hear his voice talking when the room was crowded and watch him after that. I pretended I had on a coolness with her over him because he used to be a bit on the jealous side whenever he asked, who are you going to? And I said, over to Floey. And he made me the present of Lord Byron's poems and the three pair of gloves, so that finished that. We discover that she thinks as much about Bloom as Bloom thinks about her. So you can draw whatever you like from that. She undoubtedly has started an affair with Boylan. That is unambiguously stated within the thing. After I took off all my things with the blinds down, after my hours dressing and perfuming and combing, it like iron or some kind of a thick crowbar standing all the time. He must have eaten oysters, I think a few dozen. He was in great singing voice. I never in all my life felt anyone had one the size of that to make you feel full up. She knows Bloom very well insofar as she wasn't taken in for a moment by the rigmarole he told her about his day. And she has a suspicion which is quite wrong, that he has been she with... She even thinks she, he has had an affair there, with a yes. prostitute. So that's where she's wrong. But even that doesn't disturb her. And then the usual kissing my bottom was to hide it. Not that I care two straws who he does it with or knew before that way, though I'd like to find out. She speculates about Stephen, hopes he's not like his father, rather sharp, thinks that, well, maybe he might make a good lover and that he might be nice around the house. And then she hopes that... Bloom hasn't got in with a lot of medicals and is going to go roistering around the city. Typical of thoughts, but the essential thing, I think, is that at the end, she thinks of Bloom and of very feelingly with Bloom. And there is the affirmative yes, the most famous word in the book, I presume, in the end. I'm not interpreting too much, I hope, by saying it is an affirmation. Of some sort or another. Yes, I said, yes, I will, yes. It's a difficult chapter to read insofar as there are eight sentences in it. Again, the word sentences are a bit problematic. Yes, yes, are, yeah. uh, eight uh, sections uh, with uh, a full stop uh, after yeah. them. <laughs> but, uh, but what we experience right away, it's a big step from the previous chapter, mm. even visually when you look at the mm. page. In fact, I would say in the second half of the book, by just looking at the page, you would know where you are. Mm. One is laid out as a drama, one is text, then we have the split up 
Ithaca chapter, which has lots of empty space, mm -hmm. ends with a big round dot. And here we have basically just text flowing on, as it turns out. Mm -hmm. There are eight longish paragraphs. And what strikes readers immediately is there is no punctuation. It goes on mm -hmm. without interruption, which I think is a simple piece of realism. We're back in Molly's mind. Uh, she woke up and now her thoughts are set off in motion. And of course, the mind doesn't stop. We cannot stop thinking. They're all so different. Boylan talking about the shape of my foot, he noticed at once, even before he was introduced. When I was in the DBC with Poldy laughing and trying to listen, I was wagging my foot. We both ordered two teas in plain bread and butter. I saw him looking with his two old maids of sisters when I stood up and asked the girl where it was. What do I care with it dropping out of me and that black clothes breeches he made me buy? Take you half an hour to let them down, wetting all myself. It makes it very difficult for the reader because you read it and you keep reading on and suddenly you say, well, that doesn't make sense and you yeah. have to go back yeah. and you stop somewhere else and you say, oh, yes, that's yeah. where... Uh, it is a challenge uh, to read. Uh, we get used to it. Mm. But as you said, and that's an important thing, we often go wrong in our mm. reading because the combination is so that something seems to end the previous grammatical mm. unit and yet starts a new one mm. and so we go, <clears throat> the language is very fluid and it's a very very competent language I mean it doesn't have the difficult words in fact Molly has difficulty with them Certain and words, some of them yeah, yes. uh, are brought up or treated ironically so it's basically a simple vocabulary but a very flexible way of putting things together. She's very capable oh, she's of articulating. Oh, in her own way. Yeah, oh yes, very much so. And uh, I say this because there has been thing of to look down on Molly as somewhat not educated. No, she isn't educated, but she's very shrewd. She's quite a match to Bloom, just as Penelope is a match for Odysseus and all of them. Aren't they thick? Never understand what you say. Even you'd want to print it up on a big poster for them. Where does that great intelligence come in, I'd like to know? Grey matter? They have it all in their tail, if you ask me. We have a lot of her origin in Gibraltar, which is the one place in the book that Joyce didn't know. He got it all from books. Here he departed <coughs> from his uh, procedure only to write about what he knew firsthand. And, and he quite gave often it's confusing because I'm reading it and she's thinking about Dublin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly she's thinking, yeah. with no transition, of Gibraltar. That is a difficulty in finding one's way. What is she mm. talking about? Mm. She moves freely, as the mind does, mm. by association. One of the difficulties is to identify all these he's and you him he and is. all that, and she moves <laughs> it. Sometimes we have a good guess, often we don't quite know, and she moves about. So the chapter has its own mm. difficulties. Yes, but also <coughs> she seems to have had just one friend there, mm -hmm. Hester Stanhope, who was married. But even Hester Stanhope sent her a postcard without an address on it, so there could be no yeah. continuity of it. And then when she came back to Dublin, she had the Dillon girls as friends and Josie Powell, but no one else. It seems she was fairly lonely and bored in Gibraltar, mm. and she is lonely and bored right now in Dublin. The days like years. Not a letter from a living soul except the odd few I posted to myself with bits of paper in them. So bored sometimes I could fight with my nails. Listening to that old Arab with the one eye and his he-ass of an instrument singing his yeah, yeah, yeah. All of my compliments on your hotch-a-potch of your he-ass. As bad as now, with the hands hanging off me, looking out of the window. 
if there was a nice fellow even in the opposite house. Don't forget, we have Molly for about an hour. In a particular situation, it's, it's been a somewhat unusual day, we know that. Um, <laughs> the husband has come home and, and then she wakes up and this goes through her mind. From that sample of one hour, we mm. cannot possibly reconstruct her own life. No, no. There are more questions of that sort of thing. And she is under no obligation to explain it to us. In fact, mm. we don't exist. Mm. But, of course, what we didn't say so far is, of course, that this is the chapter that was the most famous one. There wasn't a single reviewer who did not. Well, it's when you this. take it down off the shelf uh, in someone else's house, it usually falls open. It is, and because it was and is obscene. I often felt I wanted to kiss him all over, also his lovely young cock, there so simply. I wouldn't mind taking him in my mouth if nobody was looking, as if it was asking you to suck it. So clean and white he looked with his boyish face. We know now it was also the chapter that made it banned in Great Britain. Mm -hmm. They gave it to an old judge. Of course, old men always tell the rest of the world what they should do and read. And he only read this chapter. Probably somebody told him that's where the action is. And he found it obscure and obscene. And of course, it is full of obscenity. I mean this in the very descriptive sense. It's, it's very sensual. There's a lot of bottom in it. And uh, she talks about her breasts, and she explicitly mentions sexuality, of course. Mm. Well, it's justified insofar as she's just thinking this. She doesn't even speak it, never mind act it. It was, in 1922, something very strong to take. Mm. Then, if he wants to kiss my bottom, I'll drag open my drawers and bulge it right out in his face as large as life. He can stick his tongue seven miles up my hole as he's there, my brown part. Since you raised the subject, what is the really surprising thing for me is how apparently limited her sexual experience is. The general view of Molly is that she's a trollop and has had a long string Mm -hmm. of sexual encounters. And we discover, at least I think, that list of our admirers in the the last chapter were just, as we said, people who fancied her, but some of them didn't even speak to her. And we think of one, Mulvey, who, who was her first sexual experience. There was no intercourse in that at no. all. It was yeah. relatively yeah. innocent. He caressed them outside. They love doing that. It's the roundness there. My blouse open for his last day. Transparent kind of shirt he had. I could see his chest, pink. He wanted to touch mine with his for a moment, but I wouldn't let him. He was awfully put out first. For fear, you never know. Consumption or leave me with the child. Embarazada. That old servant Inez told me that one drop, even if it got into you at all. Obviously, I mean, as you said, and that's the important thing, she is not kind of uh, promiscuous and all mm. of that. That's quite obvious, and uh, we know that. Mm. But, in fact, some readers seem to think there's nothing but, which is quite wrong. Oh, that's uh, she totally has many wrong. other concerns about yeah, yeah. ordinary household duties yes, and, uh, get for, and Millie. For the yeah, and, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it. Card. Yes, I'll get a nice piece of card. I'm always getting enough for three. Forgetting. Anyway, I'm sick of that everlasting butcher's meat from Buckley's, loin chops and leg beef and rib steak and scrag of mutton and calf's pluck. The very name is enough. By the way, what we did not mention in terms of action, she has to relieve herself, moves onto the chamber pot, hoping it won't break under her because she has gained some weight, and her 
period is coming on. Mm. And this, of course, might interfere with her dealings with violence. Mm. Uh, again, you have this fact of menstruation, which Joyce put in the book, and that was also something not quite usual. Wait. Oh, Jesus, wait. Yes, that thing has come on me. Yes. Now, wouldn't that afflict you? Of course, all the poking and rooting and ploughing he had up on me. Now what am I to do? Friday, Saturday, Sunday... Wouldn't that pester the soul out of a body? Unless he likes it. Some men do. There is, however, one mystery man, Garner. Now, he, he's not mentioned anywhere else in the book that I can mm -hmm. remember. Mm -hmm. And yet, here he comes in the middle of this, Bloom knows nothing about mm -hmm. him, and she seems to have had a passionate affair. There was some, I, and he was a, a... He was English. Yeah, he, and he went to the Boer War and died. Yeah, yes. So that was only a few years ago. I always hesitate to say anything definite, but it appears to me that it was in 1901, mm -hmm. and I date that because uh, he was in the East Lancashire Regiment, uh -huh. and the East Lancashire Regiment in 1901 was based in the Royal Barracks, which was Collins well, Barracks. Uh -huh. there. That can be so we know that. But he, it was a relatively recent affair, whatever course. the affair was, yeah, and, and enough that he wrote her. Yes, mm -hmm. and she, Mulvey, her original love down in Gibraltar, of course, whose name she can't remember. Yeah. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> they were so close, she can't even remember his first name. When I unbuttoned him and took his out and drew back the skin, it had a kind of eye in it. They're all buttons, men, down the middle, on the wrong side of them. Molly Darling, he called me. What was his name? Jack? Joe? Harry Mulvey, was it? Yes. I think a lieutenant he was. There are quite a number of boosts for the male ego, mm. like when at the end she says, as well him as another. Well, yes. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> and, and of course, uh, what Joyce does here, he gives us Molly's mm. view, yet the third major view, mm. parallax again, how she sees. She confirms a lot that we know. She also contradicts something. For example, Bloom, who thought the bed whose jingle oh, is yes, one of yeah. first impressions, and the bed obviously must have jingled a, a, mm. a bit during the day or during the evening. Oh, yes, um, they say, she said they had yeah, to get out of the bed. Jingle, yeah. And uh, he thinks it's a special bed bought at the governor's auction, and she refers to old Cohen's Cohen. bed. So he is wrong. For him, it's a much more significant bed. Not very important, but again, her views corrects or modifies mm. things that we heard before. And that is perhaps the connection to the Odyssey that has nothing equivalent to Penelope thinking mm. or anything. She does a lot of thinking before, and interesting enough, Homer a few times says that something else was on her mind. But what Penelope is known for is the trick to starve off the suitors mm who wanted to press her into choosing one of them, mm. marrying. She said, I have to weave that winding sheet for my father-in-law, that's the rule, which she then undid and had to start again. So it's the weaving and unweaving this. And so we have, in a way, another web, another texture that complements the previous ones. Yes, 16 years ago. My God, after that long kiss, I nearly lost my breath. Yes, he said, I was a flower of the mountain. Yes, so we are, flowers, all a woman's body. Yes, that was the one true thing he said in his life, and the sun shines for you today. Yes, that was why I liked him, because I saw he understood or felt what a woman is, and I knew I could always get round him, and I gave him all the pleasure I could, leading him on till he asked me to say yes. 
the other thing is that the positive thoughts that she has about Bloom and how she goes back to this very same thing that he thought of mm -hmm. when he was on the beach earlier in the evening in Sandy Mount and he was thinking and he saw the Bailey Lighthouse lighting and he saw mm -hmm. both and he remembered proposing or yeah. the first oh, sexual yes. encounter mm -hmm. with both of them. It was a very romantic occasion yeah. and both of them think of it. Mm -hmm. And this is the climax of her thoughts in the bed that evening. And first I put my arms round him, yes, and drew him down to me so he could feel my breasts all perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. Yes, I said, yes, I will, yes. It ends in that famous, yes, I mm. said, yes, mm. I will, yes. So it's a climax, but the yes is into, of course, it's the, the marriage formula, yes, I will. Mm. I will also looks forward mm. into the future, but that was 16 years ago. Exactly. And what was then a future has now become a rather a mm. less harmonic present. So it's a very interesting moment looking forward 16 years back. But it's still very real for her. And the thing is that Boylan is due back mm -hmm. on Monday. It's now yeah. Thursday, we know. Mm -hmm. And she's impatient for him to come yep. back. And yet she speculates on the possibility of having an affair with Stephen. I'm sure it'll be grand if I can only get in with a handsome young poet at my age. I'll throw them the first thing in the morning till I see if the wish card comes out. Or I'll try pairing the lady herself and see if he comes out. I'll read and study all I can, or learn a bit off by heart, if I knew who he likes. So he won't think me stupid, if he thinks all women are the same, and I can teach him the other part. I'll make him feel all over him till he half faints under me. Then he'll write about me, lover and mistress, publicly too, with our two photographs in all the papers when he becomes famous. Oh, but then what am I going to do about him, though? Although Stephen never meets Molly in the entire book, he doesn't appear to know her, because when Bloom shows the photograph, he doesn't evince any recognition of her. We do know Molly, in her soliloquy, does remember that she met Stephen 11 years ago, which would have meant that he was only 11 at the time, so it's quite a long time ago. So although they've met, they don't really know one another. They know of each other's existences. She knows of Stephen through her, his father, Simon Dedalus. He's a widower now. I wonder what sort is his son. He says he's an author and going to be a university professor of Italian, and I'm to take lessons. What is he driving at now, showing him my photo? It's not good of me. I ought to have got it taken in drapery. That never looks out of fashion. Still, I look young in it. It turns out she is 33. She has to work <coughs> it out. Mm. That is something else that comes out, that she was pregnant for a month before she was married. So she was pregnant when she was married. Now, I'm not saying that that was the reason for the marriage by any means at all, but it's a fact that emerges here. And she also remembers the conception of Rudy. I don't know, she remembers the first meeting with Bloom in her father's house as well. And she wonders, was it on account of her looking Jewish that he was attracted to her? And uh, yes. There are so many small things by, you know, taking them up mm. and mentioning you give him too much importance. Huh? That's, that's it, That's yes, the trouble, yes. you see. Um, for Bloom, we have much more material that we mm. can bring together. Mm. And here it's... Uh, mm -hmm. It's amorphous. Yeah. yeah. And I mean... 
there seems to be an account of where they lived, all, all the places where they lived, and then there's an account of all the jobs that mm-hmm. Bloom had. Mm-hmm. She's saying this in, ex- in exasperation in one way about Bloom, but still, this is the way the information comes across. It comes across casually and not connected, and it's something that accumulates in the reader's mind. A picture gradually emerges. We're just getting on right and something happens, or he puts his big foot in it. Toms and Healy's and Mr Cuffs and Drimmies. Either he's going to be run into prison over his old lottery tickets that was to be all our salvations, or he goes and gives impudence. We'll have him coming home with a sack soon out of the Freeman too, like the rest, on account of those sinner fane or the Freemasons. Of course the chapter has come under great scrutiny from the beginning and one question is uh, does Joyce a male writer after all paint a plausible picture of a woman mm. we are supremely disqualified from judging this Jerry mm. yes. well uh, no I wouldn't I wouldn't attempt yeah. to and uh, <laughs> but I've, I've been asking and uh, female readers and again you get quite different reactions some said oh yes that is more or less how I would feel in this others would not go near Molly if they paid them and they're quite different and all of that. (laughs) Uh, The interesting thing is that Molly has had a great effect on us. Uh, We Mm. talk about her as though she were a real person. Mm. Uh, And it's interesting that, say, feminist requirements, not that they're uniform in the least, often include Molly as though she had to carry the whole burden of whatever (laughs) is complete. But that shows that Joyce did create somebody with an impact. The other thing is that Joyce clearly aligns her with, on the one hand, Penelope, Anne Hathaway we've already heard, with the Virgin Mary in many ways. She shares the birthday. Uh, in the previous chapter, she's referred to as like Gea Tellus, the mm. earth goddess. So all of these things are also built in. They can be tremendously exaggerated. Uh, she's mm. not an earth goddess, uh, but then Bloom isn't exactly an Odysseus or she's anything like that. Uh, no, not, not that, <laughs> but I mean, these are all alignments that are written into book for us to take. She's also a particular Dublin housewife caught for one hour in a particular situation, and she cannot carry the whole burden. She's also contradicting herself, she's not under, uh, as we all are. It's interesting that Mulligan, the first do I contradict myself? Mm-hmm. And here the word contradict is also because Ulysses uh, is a book full of contradictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Molly contradicts what we've heard mm-hmm. before. We also don't know, for example, the, the big issue, and when I was starting out in, in Joyce, and uh, one of the questions was, because Molly thinks Bloom asked for a breakfast, that she now should serve the breakfast. Will she do it, or won't she next day? We don't know. Then I'll throw him up his eggs, and tea in the moustache cup she gave him, to make his mouth bigger, I suppose. He'd like my nice cream, too. And, of course, we know that this uh, chapter, which is associative, basically totally accidental, is, of course, carefully constructed. Mm. So we have enjoys both the sense of chaos, that's how it appeared early on, it's mm. total confusion, certain people think that he just wrote down whatever came to his mind, but we have also extreme care uh, in structuring it, and we know that Joyce composed it very elaborately through many stages. I mean, the chapter is framed in yeses. Yes, mm. because you never do the thing like there's a lot of yes, and then yes, I will, yes. So it is circular. And again, it has been seen as a great affirmation that it's not only that particular moment remembered by her, 
but a kind of Joyce is yes and all of that. Yes, I said, yes, I will, yes. And there is something circular. It also ends, uh, Molly thinks of, oh, the sea, the sea, probably remembering Gibraltar as well as Hoth. Echoing Talata. Echoing Talata very early. So, And we also, uh, in a way, end with a memory of Hoth looking out to sea, and we started with Buck Mulligan and Stephen looking mm. out to the uh, Irish Sea. So there are certain circularities and all of that. The sun shines for you, he said the day we were lying among the rhododendrons on Hoth Head, in the grey tweed suit and his straw hat, the day I got him to propose to me. Yes. I was always struck with one phrase that stays in my mind. Uh, when it's, uh, Here we are as bad as ever after 16 years. Yes. And the sentence seems to have a kind of resignation, and yet in its very rhythm a kind of uh, mm. uh, vitality mm. about it. Hmm? Here we are as bad mm, as ever exactly. after 16 years. And the, it, almost the tone contradicts it a little bit. So yes, uh, I mean, that's thing. what I was going to say. You could replace bad with good, mm -hmm. and it would still yeah. sound the mm -hmm. same, mm -hmm. yes. Resigned. Yeah. And here we are as bad as ever, after <laughs> 18 <laughs> chapters. God. Yes. God, here we are as bad as ever after 16 years. How many houses were we in at all? Raymond Terrace, and Ontario Terrace, and Lombard Street. And Another question is, by the way, the famous ending, mm. increasing, yes, I will, yes. How would you direct an actress to read it by increasing in a kind of verbal climax? Some people have even speculated whether Molly has another climax. I wouldn't begrudge it to her, but uh, I don't <laughs> think it's an important issue. Uh, but I'm just saying that there is a climactic ending. Would you swell the voice to the great mm. uh, thing with the whole orchestra, which is often done because you get the, Or would you have it as a fade-out? Yes, I will, yes, and then you fall to sleep. Now, we can think of it mm -hmm. in any way. It's again open, and uh, I mean, you would have great power as a director, as an actress, to shape readers' opinions. And I thought, well, as well him as another. And then I asked him with my eyes to ask again, yes. And then he asked me, would I? Yes, to say yes, my mountain flower. And first I put my arms around him, yes, and drew him down to me so he could feel my breasts all perfume, yes. And his heart was going like mad, and yes, I said, yes, I will, yes. Yes.